After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
you tonight. On my most recent album, I was privileged to have a great Hasidic children's choir join me. The Sheer of the Shavach Boys Choir, they joined me on my album and some great hit albums. So please welcome Chaim Meyer Fliegman and the Sheer of the Shavach Boys Choir.
and welcoming one of the original performers of A Time for Music, number one, Yoel Sharabi!
JM in the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Special greetings to those who are tuned in on the NSN app. We continue to spread the word. There were people we saw last night at the Beto Road dinner who didn't realize that outside the New York area, there's a way to listen clearly and on the go to our JM and the AM radio broadcast. Make sure to install the Nahum Siegel Network NSN app on your Android or iPhone. And uh, easy listening, as they say. Clear as a bell, <laughs> no matter where you are around the world, even if you're in a sto- snowstorm in Yerushalayim. Uh, Yoel Sharabi, Misha Ma'amin, Ufaratzda Baruch Levine, Kentu Yitzchik Meir Helfka with Kane, Hashem Melech by the cast of A Time for Music 27, a little bit of a of a Hask set there at JM in the AM as we get ready for Sunday night and anticipate. I mean, I cannot believe, well, I, 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 the truth is I can believe, now that it's year 28, there are just such a tremendous number of incredible hits and fantastic live performances that have happened at Hask. Just an unbelievable number. We could play them day and night. Anyway, that was a nice set for you here at JMAM. Simcha Liner had Anna Hashem. He'll be at the Hask concert. Benny Freeman had Imena Nili Mili. He'll be at the Hask concert Sunday night. Regesh Modani opening things up. Of course, Yaakov Shweki will be at the Hask concert Sunday night. He'll join us. 8 o'clock this morning on the air here at JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday on this January 7th, day 16 in the month of Teves, the year 5775, Tufshin Ayan Hay. 21 degrees outside with 81% humidity. Winds are west at 8 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, windy today with a high temperature of 26. And tonight, clear skies, low of 8 degrees. Yes, you heard what I said. Tonight, clear skies, a low of 8 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high temperature 25. Uh, right now, Yerushalayim with some rain and snow. Someone just sent me a photo of Highway 443. I think the way that that photo looked, and I must say there were some uh, buses and cars in the photo who were having a lot of trouble uh, on the roadway. Um, but the way the photo looked, it looked like about it, you know, one of those situations where it's about an inch of snow, but it really sticks and sticks well. And in Yerushalayim, obviously, that's a major problem, as we know from past experience. So right now, we've got snow in Yerushalayim, about 41 degrees there. It's Wednesday afternoon. We'll try to check in and see if uh, if our correspondent, Yigal Siegel, is available to give us an update later on. Not, not sure if he's – he may be out shoveling. Not sure if he's available, but we'll check it out and see if we can get him on. Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up at 7.20. We postponed it one day to get in some more information. So Yeshiva League Sports Update, Elliot Weiselberg, 7.20 this morning. Uh, we've invited um, a cur- a Reserve Colonel Dr. Danny Tirza, the IDF's Chief Architect for the Security Fence, to join us. He is going to be one of the people that you'll meet if you head to Israel with us this summer with Keshet Israel. So he'll join us coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Yaakov Shweki, as we said, he is scheduled for later on this morning, 8 a.m. And um, plenty more between now and 9 o'clock. Don't forget on our stream all day long, we have incredible programming. whole bunch of wonderful things happening on our stream. Every single, uh, every single day. 
Make sure to tune in and be part of our amazing presentation all day long. All you got to do is install the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app. That is all you got to do. Just install the app, NSN. And not only can you listen to the uh, show and to all of our programming all day long, you can actually comment on the home screen of the app. A lot of people last night during the 9 at 9 were commenting uh, to Yussi's Zweig and welcoming him to Lakewood. He's moved down to Lakewood, New Jersey. So there were were folks using the app for the purpose of uh, welcoming him to Lakewood (laughs) and letting him know that... uh, that there are people out there who uh, who wish him well on the new move, as do we. And if you use the app for that purpose or any other purpose, vote. Thank you so much for doing so. JM in the AM. More coming up. This is a uh, a selection from uh, the brand new Yehuda Green CD at JM in the AM. Shalom, 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 Shalom,
Brushing our teeth is so important in the morning and at night. Make sure you brush each and every tooth till it sparkles. We all have our favorite flavor of toothpaste. Some like mint and some like bubble gum, but my favorite is strawberry. Upwards, upwards, downwards, downwards. The right side, the left side, the left side, the right side. Upwards, upwards, downwards, downwards.
Shlomo Katz, brand new. Well, if uh, if you wouldn't have made it to Yerushalayim, you'd be in the middle of a big winter storm right now. <laughs> uh, reading from Ynet. Schools are out in the Golan and the Galilee. Roads are closed in Jerusalem. A snow blankets the Golan. Rain showers north and the central Israel. Snow and sleet fell in Jerusalem, the Galilee, and the Golan Heights. And rain poured in the center as a much-anticipated winter storm reached Israel Thursday. Thursday? Not Thursday yet. 
forcing schools and roads to close across the nation as Israel braced for the incoming cold front. Uh, Though more common in recent years, pristine snow-covered roads and mountains are still a rarity in Israel, and for lack of better infrastructure, still pose a security risk, forcing local authorities to shut down the roads, leading to a number of central spots in the north, namely the roads leading up to Tzfat and the Golan. Um, There are photos. I'm looking at the Ynet website right now. There are photos. (laughs) <laughs> the first snowman in Kfar Vradim has been built, at least according to the photographic evidence. Plenty of snow-covered trees in the Golan Heights. Trees collapsing in uh, in Tel Aviv, I guess, because of the wind and the thunder and the, um, the stormy conditions. And um, Highway 443, as I said, it looked like an inch of snow, icy type. You know that really hard. Icy type that sticks, especially when it's really cold, and it led to a crash between uh, automobiles and an, and a bus, uh, which has shut down Route 443 into Yerushalayim. So there are, and you'll see, of course, through social media, uh, plenty of uh, photos of plenty of rough weather spots, especially the snow in Jerusalem. And we'll see if we could check in with Jerusalem a little later on and get a firsthand account of what is going on, of what. Brand new shoveling methods have come about in the uh, holy city of Jerusalem. Very, very innovative. The, although I must admit, yesterday morning when it was snowing in Jersey City, I was walking here on the sidewalks. And I saw, maybe I just never noticed this before. I noticed workers with brooms and squeegee mops. Uh, you know, the, the big squeegee thing. I noticed them trying to clear the snow. So maybe they picked up something that we saw from our Israeli brethren last year. I'm not sure. I didn't know that method had come to the United States. Uh, 21 degrees, partly cloudy, windy, and a high temperature of 26. You heard Shlomo Katz in there before that Ari Goldwag with Forever Dance. Uncle Maishi had Brush Your Teeth and uh, Yehuda Green with the title track to Barcheni here at JM in the AM. A fabulous Beto Road dinner last night. I want to again, as usual, thank... Seth Schreiber, Shlomo Zwickler, the entire dinner committee, everybody who had a hand in the um, beautiful dinner to pay tribute to the Cooper and Jaeger families. Uh, Ambassador John Bolton was uh, superb in his presentation as the keynote speaker. He, um, He really laid it out there, made it very clear what's going on in this world of ours. If only everybody would open up their eyes to see what's happening. Uh, so a very, very big yeshikoch uh, to everybody at Beit Dorot for yet another uh, fantastic get-together and an opportunity for us here thousands of miles away to do something when it comes to the building of the city of Jerusalem. It was really amazing. Yaakov Shweki will join us an hour from now. He's on stage Sunday night, the Hess concert for the 28th consecutive year. Dominates the... Uh, Jewish music calendar, especially this time of year. Uh, so we'll have Yaakov Shweki checking in about 8 o'clock this morning right here at JM in the AM. And um, that'll be coming up. Don't forget amazing uh, amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmintheam.org and on the NSN app. I encourage everybody to stay tuned in. There will be a replay of last night's 9 at 9. I see Benny Friedman. Benny Friedman continues to dominate with a whole bunch of selections each week 
on the 9 at 9. Um, anyway, the replay of the 9 at 9 is coming up uh, here at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. That'll be at 10 o'clock this morning. But before that, at 9 o'clock, Beyond Milk and Honey coming up with our friends from Keshet, Israel. And uh, then Rabbi Steve Berg, Community Roundtable, and talk about a program that is so timely and necessary. Uh, this week he'll discuss the funeral and heroism of a police officer, Lou, a real hero. He'll also be discussing the heroism of Nigeria and Rwanda in supporting Israel in the U.N. Security Council. Rabbi Steve Berg, 9.30 this morning with Community Roundtable, jmandtheam.org. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from the uh, Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web at jmandtheam.org. And a special welcome to those tuned in on the NSN app from anywhere around the world. Listening clearly to our broadcast. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JMNM. Galay Tzal, Hashah Shtayim, Kanehut Graf, in Ma Shekore Achshav. Tevach Beparis. Lefi Divuchim Rishonim, Lefechot Achadasar Bnei Adam Nehergu Befigu Ayeri, Bemaarechet Iton Satiri, Shepirsem Be'avar Karikaturot Haloagot Lemuhammad. Katavtenu Ofri Eshel. Alpi Edei Riyah, Lefechot Shnei Chamushim, Parcu Lemisardei Haiton Asatiri, Charlie Hebdo, Bechelu Lirot Berovei Kalachnikov. כוחות משטרה הגיעו לזירה, אך עדיין לא הכריזו כי הצליחו להשתלט על כל החמושים. משרדי העיתון שמפרסם קריקטורות סאטיריות הוצתו בעבר לאחר פרסום בדיחה על הנביא מוחמד. זמן קצר לפני הפיגוע פרסם העיתון קריקטורה של מנהיג דאעש אל בגדדי, אך הקשר בין האירועים עדיין לא ברור. כעת נמסר על תאונת דרכים קשה סמוך לצור הדסה. לפי דיווח ראשון, אדם אחד נהרג ועוד שניים נפצעו בינוני וקל בהתנגשות בין אוטובוס למכונית. באזור ירד ברד כבד דקות לפני התאונה, וצוותי מד"א מטפלים ככל הנראה בנפגעים נוספים. בירושלים החל לרדת בשעה האחרונה שלג מעורב בגשם וברד. כתבנו יותם ברגר. תושבים משכונות רבות של ירושלים דיווחו על שלג מעורב בברד ובגשם שירד ברחבי הבירה. הטמפרטורה כרגע בעיר כשתי מעלות. התחבורה הציבורית הבין-עירונית לבירה הושבתה, אך התחבורה הפנים-עירונית עובדת בינתיים. שני צירי התנועה הראשיים לירושלים, כביש 1 וכביש 443, נסגרו לתנועת כלי רכב לשני הכיוונים. מאולפן גלגלצ נמסר שכביש 6 לצפון נחסם ממחלף דניאל עד מחלף בן שמן, בגלל סכנת החלקה, ונפתח כעת מחדש. במקביל, אלפי ישראלים עדיין מנותקים מחשמל. כתבנו רום ליאור. מאות בתי אב מנותקים בשעה זו מאספקת החשמל, כשעיקר התקלות הן בסביבת נתניה, רחובות ורעננה. זמן התיקון הממוצע עומד על כשלוש שעות, ועל פי חברת החשמל כל התקלות מטופלות כעת על ידי צוותי החברה, ומספר הבתים המנותקים מחשמל נמצא במגמת ירידה. קשישה בת 74 מסכנין פונתה לבית החולים בנהריה במצב בינוני עד קשה כשהיא סובלת מחום גוף נמוך. כך מוסר כתבנו קובי מנדל. בחיפה צעירה בת 25 נפצעה בינוני מכוויות לאחר שבביתה פרצה שרפה. חזאי גל"צ אורי הלה מוסר כי בשעות הקרובות יוסיף לרדת שלג בהרי הגליל, הגולן והמרכז. גשם ימשיך לרדת מהצפון ועד הנגב מלווה ברוחות עזות. החל מהשעה ארבע נביא בגל"צ משדר מיוחד עם ירון וילנסקי וכל עדכוני הסערה. 
ולסיום, אוריה ומוריה, בני זוג מנווה אילן שהיו אמורים להתחתן הערב, הקדימו את החתונה בכמה שעות כדי שהאורחים לא ייתקעו בשלג. מיכאל אלגרבלי, אביה של הכלה, שוחח עם יעל דן מהחתונה שמתקיימת עכשיו. אני כבר פשוט כל כך מתרגש שכל כך הרבה אנשים מגיעים בלי סוף. ואוטובוסים והסעות, זה פשוט, זה עם ישראל היפה שלנו, אך זה פשוט לא ייאמן, איזה מסירות נפש. תראי, 660 איש הזמנו לחתונה. החמ"ל עבד אצלי בבית, עד אחרון המוזמנים קיבל את ההודעה שאנחנו מקדימים. שיהיה במזל. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. J.M. in the A.M. at five minutes after seven o'clock. Well, aside from this uh, terrible episode in Paris, this terrorist attack, as news continues to develop there, the big story in Israel, of course, is the is the weather, believe it or not. Yigal Siegel is with us from Jerusalem with a description of what's happening on a Wednesday afternoon. Welcome back to J.M. in the A.M. Malcolm, we're very upset that you didn't tell us that you're in Jerusalem. Otherwise, so we would have known to be careful about the snow. Yeah, usually I uh, bring the rough weather, but it seems this time I was able to avoid that role. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard at the end of the newscast, so I, I would guess a lot of weddings have either been, I don't know, postponed or moved up a few hours, like the one we just heard about uh, during the Galaitzal newscast, right? That's got to be a common occurrence tonight. Well, there's no question that uh, a lot of people um, are seeing their plans based on what happened last year. I mean, I think everything is based on what happened last year because there's it was uh, it was such confusion and people were stuck in areas for for days and hours on the road so i think you know everyone is uh, trying to stay ahead of the of the game this time what is the situation i can i can i mean i see some of the photos but i just can't get a grasp on what's really happening i mean put it in american terms how many inches is it sleet is it snow is it sticking is it not sticking what's going on over there <laughs> Okay, well, I can tell you, in my in neck of the woods, there's absolutely no snow. <laughs> um, however, you know, I just, uh, you know, there, there's definitely areas around Yerushalayim and on the roads leading to Yerushalayim that had some snow and sleet. We had um, like a 15-minute hailstorm around 45 minutes ago, which was pretty bad. But then, you know, everything seems to have melted here. And, I, and, and it's interesting because... We're hearing uh, we're hearing reports from other areas that there is accumulation. Um, this morning at, at 10 o'clock, they closed the roads from uh, the Gushatione area because they were afraid people would get stuck on the roads. I think uh, if you if you noticed, I sent you a picture of an accident on Highway 443. Right, we saw that one. Right, right where you could you know you could see that there was definitely some accumulation. I think it was more uh, the slippery conditions from you know sleet and ice that uh, that's the issue now. It's extremely windy everywhere. Um, the storm is still moving from the north down. There's at least a half a meter of snow that fell on the Shamon. Um, Svat had four inches of snow this morning. Um, so there's no question that, you know, this, this storm is a real storm, and, you know, the measures they've taken, at least around Yerushalayim, are, have been warranted. Is this, so, uh, is, is this now the height of the storm? In other words, is Wednesday supposed to be a rougher weather day than Thursday? Well, they, they told us that uh, they expected that the snow, actual snow, would hit our area um, here in the center of Jerusalem around 1 o'clock this afternoon, oh. which is around an hour ago. But uh, they did say that uh, the storm itself 
uh, will be lasting you know through tomorrow. Now that means you know I'm not sure if that means it's going to be centered around Yerushalayim tomorrow. I don't know if that means it's moving south. Uh, whatever it is, but uh, the storm itself is, is still continuing. It's 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 really hard to say from you know pers- from my perspective exactly what's you know happening in other areas, but it, it definitely seems that uh, that the the precautions that were taken you know have have made a big difference in terms of uh, affecting people. Uh, Yigal Siegel is with us from Jerusalem. So, in terms of the uh, most entertaining thing of the December of 2013 snowstorm, you're not experiencing that today, meaning that because there's no you know real snow right outside your door, you have not seen any original methods of getting rid of snow like we saw <laughs> during, during the blizzard last winter in Yerushalayim. Well, I mean, the most entertaining thing about the storm last year was obviously your presence, <laughs> so that uh, that we don't have. But uh, <laughs> Well, I, it's interesting you bring that up because we were having discussions over the last couple of days. Uh, first of all, last year, if you remember, there was a lot of power outages around the city right. and the outlying areas, and um, you know, some people were complaining that, especially in the Yushuvim and, and places like that, uh, you know, no, no changes were made in terms of, you know, trying to put electric lines underground and stuff like that. However, there's no question that uh, a lot of trees this year, whether it's because of Shemitah or beforehand, were, were cut back this year. And I think that's definitely ha- has helped uh, avoid a lot of power outages and lines being knocked down. Interesting. Also, we see that there are chains now on the uh, tires of the Egged buses here in New Shalayim, mm. which we did not have last year, I think. Right. And uh, I think in general, based on what happened last year, um, the army is much more prepared to help, and in general, I think people don't want to don't want to have to go through what they went through last year. So there's a, definitely more of a preparation for this. Whether or not it's going to end up the same as last year, I think that if there is you know six inches that ends up being in our area in your shaline, we're still going to have some very original methods being used to get rid of it. No, no question about that. <laughs> that I can guarantee you. Well, there you have it. The latest on the weather, which seems to be the big story in Israel right now. How's this going to affect the election? Do you think this is going to sway voters one way or the other two months from now, depending on how the snow is handled? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, I think that, uh, as we know from Israeli elections, the changes in the polls are daily, if not hourly. So I don't think that uh, the snow now is going to affect anything in March. Yeah. Well, you never know. We'll see what happens. You never know is right. All right, send our best regards to Jerusalem. And uh, don't forget, the next time you're here, you go to Home Depot, you toss a few shovels into that suitcase of yours, and you'll be very well prepared for the next time around. Well, you, I, I think you announced, in fact, that there was a family from uh, Neve Daniel that brought, uh, that made Aliyah, I should say, this last summer to Neve Daniel, that brought four shovels with them to start yeah. a shovel gemara. They Wasn't that sh- you who announced that? And they'll need it over there, <laughs> Neve Daniel. One would suspect. Remember, right? That you, last, oh, I'm you, sorry? You'd have to suspect they're going to need it in Neve Daniel at some point. Well, again, they uh, they closed the roads to a front and to the gush because they were anticipating the accumulation, and, and usually there's a lot more accumulation there than other areas. Right. I was in Malaya Dumim the other day, and they never get snow there. Right. Which is, you know, it's a 20-minute ride from here. So it's uh, it's an interesting contrast. I mean, we've heard of reports that in Haifa there was uh, electricity outages. and I mean, it's just, uh, it really depends on the area how each uh, each place deals with it. Very interesting. Thank you, Yigal Siegel. Thank you, Nahum. And then next time we hope you're here so we can get a little more snow on the rest. Yeah, Bezrat Hashem. <laughs> As we stay, stay warm and stay dry. It's JM in the AM at 11 minutes after 7 o'clock.
Shav Band with Kashoshana. Yeah, we give you the uh, most updated uh, Jerusalem weather forecast, don't we? Want to thank Egal Siegel with that comprehensive. He he lays it out there like an American. Yeah, accumulation, sticking, not sticking, wind speed. He's got the whole thing. Hail storms. <laughs> he knows all the terms. <laughs> 17 minutes after 7 o'clock, Yeshiva League Sports Update is coming up here at JMDM. 21 degrees, partly cloudy and windy here with a high temperature of 26. Clear skies tonight, a low of 8 degrees. Sunshine for tomorrow, a high 25. I was making fun about the uh, efforts to get rid of snow in Israel. I forgot to tell you all that yesterday here in Jersey City, I saw people actually using brooms and uh, sponge squeegees to remove snow. So maybe I'm just taking notice now after the experience during last year's blizzard in Jerusalem. Yaakov Shweki, here he is. He'll be with us at 8 o'clock this morning, coming up at JM in the AM.
I love looking at the comments on the NSN app. That's Jakob Schwecki, by the way. He's coming up at 8 o'clock this morning in anticipation of the big event on Sunday night, Lincoln Center Hess concert coming up Sunday night. I love looking at the comments. Uh, one listener says, reporting from Baca, that's in Jerusalem, high winds since yesterday, freezing rain just started, no white stuff yet. Then they follow up, white stuff started sticking, and then another follow up, I'm still not ready to call it snow. <laughs> Another listener wants to know if we're planning to have Yehuda Green on the air for some live music. Yes, we are planning on inviting Yehuda Green with the uh, brand new CD to our studio. Hopefully, that'll be within the next week or so for a great live music show. So, yes, yes, yes. Yehuda Green coming up. A lot of great live music at this radio station. I'll tell you that much. And Yehuda Green will be part of it. Yeshiva League Sports Update. We couldn't uh, present it yesterday. It wasn't yet, uh, it wasn't prepared, it wasn't ready. It wasn't set to go because there were still some games that had to be included for this week. So usually, Yeshiva League Sports Update at 7.20 on Tuesday. We'll do it right now on a Wednesday here at JM and the AM. And a special shout-out to our friends at Crown Trophy who take great pride in what Elliot Weiselberg does every single week, especially with Court Report and the Yeshiva League Sports Update. Here is the aforementioned Yeshiva League Sports Update here at JM and the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Well, ladies and gents, I was sitting at my desk Monday night and I realized, hmm, I don't seem to have a compelling basketball contest that involves two heated divisional rivals with runs, comebacks, and late-game drama. Then, automatically, out of nowhere, the answer came to me. Why don't I just wait a day so that I can talk about last night's contest between Frisch and TABC? So that's just what I did. So, welcome to the Not-So-Tuesday Morning Jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg. A raucous crowd packed first last night for the only meeting of the regular season in the oldest North Jersey basketball rivalry between the Cougars and the TABC Storm. Frisch, a perfect 10-0 on the season, looked to put a cap on the Western Conference, needing only a win over TABC, who came in at 9-2 to earn the crown. Early on, though, it was the Storm who looked like champions as they came out of the gate hot, erasing a 5-0 Frisch lead and outscoring them 20-7 for the rest of the quarter behind the hot shooting of Ty Gersberg, Salo Shulman, and Dan Palayoff. In the second, the tempo of the game slowed, but still stayed in TABC's favor, with the Storm doubling up Frisch in the quarter to take a 12-point lead into the half. But on the other side of the break, the Cougars caught fire. Scott Levine drained two huge threes to start the third, along with Benny Tuckman scoring seven of his game-high 16 points in the quarter to erase the 12-point deficit, and then drawing back within one after TABC went on a 7-0 streak of their own to end the quarter down only one. 
In the fourth, Frisch would find another gear. As two and a half minutes in, following an Andrew Langer bucket to bring the Cougars within one, Tyler Hode hit a floater from the free throw line to give Frisch their first lead since the five-minute mark in the first quarter at 38-37. It would be a lead that they would never relinquish. Hode would drain four key free throws down the stretch to keep the storm at bay, and Frisch would emerge victorious by the score of 46-41, clinching the Western Division crown. In other varsity basketball action, the mirror of this game, featuring DRS and Hafter in their return contest, went once again to Hafter as the Hawks won at home by an almost exact score, 47-41, to to also keep themselves perfect and have now also clinched the Eastern Division crown. Could this be a foreshadowing of things to come? It's a shame that the two top teams in the East and West won't match up in the regular season, as they did in hockey this past Saturday night. Mote Chavez saw East leading Hafter make its way out to TABC in a battle of the two remaining undefeated teams in varsity hockey. After a scoreless first, the storm broke through on goals by Yair Noller, Alex Malik, and Ari Fuchs to give TABC a 3-0 lead into the final period of play. Sam Schechter would cut the deficit to two early in the third for the Hawks, but another three-goal run by Ari Berman, Noller with his second, and Sam Eisensatter put the game on ice with TABC skating to a 6-1 win, the Western Division lead, and clearly the favorites to win the Varsity Hockey League this season. Want to find out more? Tune into the Court Report this Sunday night at 7 p.m. and the Encore presentation next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. We'll go TABC and Frisch crazy as we go more in-depth on last night's game, and we'll get into the doubleheader that the hockey teams will have played on Motze Shabbos, the results of which could mean disaster for one of the two teams involved. Which team? Tune into the Court Report on Sunday night at 7 p.m. to find out, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. And that was your late edition Tuesday morning sports update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
Ben David with him, Aina Neely Mealy. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM, 7.30 in the morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Master of Zebnibus of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read Shabbos Hil Hashem. It is Shabbos to Hashem. Bechol Moshevoseichem. In all the places where you live. The Mephoshim asks the question, What does it mean, Bechol Moshevoseichem? in all the places where they live. It's explained that every possible place where Yidin are, they have to be mishtadel, to make an effort to bring the Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos, to that particular place. They shouldn't be satisfied with only a part of the community who are Shomer Shabbos. Bechomosh Vosechem, it means that we have to reach out to all places and all communities. The great Goin Rebbe Chonon Wasserman commented on the Chazal, that whoever guards the Shabbos according to its halacha, why doesn't it merely say, Kol Shabbos, anybody who guards the Shabbos? The reason is, is because it's a certain Lashon, which means to cause other people to be Shomer Shabbos, to guard and to observe the Shabbos. Rabbi Elchanan used to go every single Erev Shabbos, right before candlelighting, through the main streets in Baranovich. He did this in order to be Mazaris the Jewish merchants, to close their stores in time for Shabbos. He explained that in Simon Reish Nun Beis, chapter 252 in the Mishnah Burura, it is written, and into those very large communities, that it is impossible to call it out. It would be very fitting and proper that there will be people that will circulate and they will go throughout the city, throughout all of the streets to talk about Shmira Shabbos and to remind the stores to close in time for the honor of Shabbos. When he would finish his work, the yeshiva had already begun davening the Friday night service of Kabbalah Shabbos. A minion of specially assigned young men would wait to pray together with Rebbe Chanon. We read in the Talmud, in Mesecha Shabbos, 
If the Jewish people would only observe Shabbos twice, according to the law, they would be redeemed immediately. The truth is, it would be so, even if it was only one Shabbos, as long as the Ruach of Shabbos, the spirit of Shabbos, permeates throughout the week. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM Wednesday as it's snowing in Israel, or at least in certain parts of Israel. We have with us live via telephone uh, Reser- Colonel Reserve Dr. Danny Tirza. Uh, Colonel Tirza is uh, essentially uh, known as the uh, architect of the, the IDF's chief architect for the security fence that has become such a... Um, Important issue and such a uh, um, a a, um, a well-known entity, let's put it, in the Middle East at this point over the last many many years, and uh, he is one of the people that we're going to meet this summer. Those of you who are going to be heading with us and Kesha Israel and Ariel tours uh, to Israel for the um, summer journey with JM and the AM, we leave the day after Tisha B'av. He's one of the people that not only are we going to meet but is actually going to give us a very interesting perspective. Probably no other group could pull this off to have someone like him actually give an entire educational seminar, if you will, or at least a uh, comprehensive tour of the security fence in Israel. Colonel Tirza, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello and good morning. So is the security fence covered in snow or sleet or hail? What's it like this morning? <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> a lot of winds here, and the snow just started. Uh, so and uh, everything is nice uh, this time in Israel. So you could you could build security fences to try and uh, prevent terror, but it's hard to build fences to try and prevent bad weather, huh? <laughs> yes, of course. We cannot do anything uh, except. Praying to God. You know what's interesting, by the way, as I as I look and I and I read about the whole security fence controversy. Um, you know, essentially, two sides are presented. On one side, of course, what they what they or the people writing these articles call the Israeli side is that a security fence is necessary to stem terror and lessen the ability of terrorists to get into the uh, uh, to the areas, the Jewish areas of Israel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And on the other side, of course. Um, uh, those who are uh, th- those who are not Jewish in Judea and Samaria feel that they are being uh, closed in, cut off. Uh, natural boundaries are being established. Those are generally the two positions. But but one of the nationalistic positions that in fact there shouldn't be a border and that there should never be any type of separation of you know for for Judea and Samaria, biblical Judea and Samaria. I don't see cited as often. Am I right that that argument doesn't often get into the discussion? Uh, it's Sometimes you can find these people that are looking at the political issues of the fence, and really there are some parties inside Israel that are using the security, not for security, but uh, for their own political reasons. As you know, in Israel it's very interesting to see the sides and how they are using it. Uh, in some areas, there are some uh, people from the right-wing parties that says that uh, we should not have this uh, this security fence because it separates areas and uh, 
it take too much area from the West Bank uh, and let it to the Palestinian areas. And in other places, the right, the left-wing uh, parties that says that the defense cause a lot of troubles to the Palestinians and uh, we are taking much from them. So people are seeing the evidence on the ground, but they are using it for their own benefits. Right, no question about that. Um, IDF Chief Architect for the Security Defense, uh, Colonel Danny Tirza, is with us live via telephone. How large is the fence now, or, or better yet for a different or better perspective, what percentage of the area is now enclosed by a security fence? Well, the, the lungs of the, the out... Uh, the, uh, the outline of the West Bank is only 340 kilometers, but the lungs of the security fence, because it's run in the mountains and had to be between villages, it's about uh, 451 miles. So it's more than double. Uh, but today, about 75% of it is already built, and in the other areas, it's only... Uh, what's called temporary uh, security measures. And how long did it take to get to this point? When was the first, uh, when was the security fence uh, started to be built? In uh, September 2002. That was the first decision. And most of the fence was built uh, till January 2007. If not for that intifada, Right, the Intifada that we basically look at is 2000, 2001, 2002. If not for that Intifada, would there be a fence now? No, not at all. Of course not. Uh, the government of Israel didn't want to build it, and uh, of course we don't want to leave to leave these fences and walls around us. Uh, so of course it won't be built. It was built just because of the Intifada and because uh, the terror attacks of the Palestinians. How did you become its chief architect? Well, I was the mapper in the negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians from 1994 to 2007. In all this time, I was the expert of territorial issues uh, in the West Bank. So, therefore, I got this job. But this very issue never came up in negotiations, right? This was a unilateral decision. Of course, of course, of course. I'm talking about right. knowing every detail of the ground and the, and the border issues and the, how to define the right line that people can live with it, not only the political issues, but the balance between security needs and the rights of the people on the ground. Um, you and I both are always trying to convince people to travel to Israel, so maybe we're both biased on this issue, but uh, how would you describe safety uh, for people in Israel at this point compared to 20 years ago? Oh, the life in Israel is very calm. That is better than Paris today. You have better than Paris today. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you're living in Israel, you hear the things only on television. Uh, really, the life inside Israel, uh, a very nice life, and uh, you don't feel the security dangers. Uh, we had here, we had some problems in the past. Even uh, some months ago, there were some demonstrations. That's part of uh, demonstrations that people can...
can do, even in the United States, what you read there uh, in the last months. So this is a demonstration. The, the, you see them a lot in the media because Israel in the fo- is in the focus all the time. But the life in Israel is very calm, very nice, very happy. Yeah. And I hope to see you. The, um, the demonstrations that were going on in New York, anybody who had had the luck quote-unquote, to be in their car in the middle of those demonstrations as the thousands of people passed by. I could tell you just how scary it was. I could tell you that much. Uh, so, yes, there's no question that I guess every Democratic country has demonstrations. Um, uh, uh, Colonel uh, Danny Tirtz says one of the people we're going to meet when we head to Israel this summer as part of the Keshet Israel Ariel Tours journey to Israel, which we hope everybody out there will consider uh, joining us for. It starts on the 27th of July. You can go to the NahumSiegel.com website. If you click on the photograph of me in front of Marat HaMachpelah, which is at the top right of the page, uh, you'll see the itiner- entire itinerary and a list of some of the personalities we're going to be meeting in Israel. K- Colonel Tirza, before I let you go, what is that experience like? When we spend some time with you in Israel, what is it that we will see uh, you know, right there in front of us uh, in terms of the security fence? You'll see what is the fence, and 95% of it is a wire fence, We'll see what is the wall, how people are crossing the checkpoints, and mostly I'm trying to take you in my tour and share with you the dilemmas that I had to face when I got this mission. Oh, I can only imagine what that's like. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope to see you very soon in Israel. You're well welcome. Colonel Tirza, Colonel Danny Tirza is the IDF's chief architect for the security fence. He's one of the people on our list of personalities that we're going to be with this summer uh, during the uh, JM and the AM uh, tour to Israel. It starts July the 27th. Again, go to anachomsegel.com. You'll see the photo of me in front of Marat HaMachbelah at the top right of the page. And uh, click on there. You'll see the whole itinerary and the details, and we look forward to having you join us. It should be a very, very interesting journey. 21 degrees, partly cloudy, windy, and a high temperature of 26. This is the news item that the colonel was referring to in Paris today, a terror attack uh, that took place in the uh, headquarters of a, of a um, what's, what's described as a satirical magazine. 11 people are dead uh, in Paris uh, as a result of this shooting, and um, we'll see how the uh, French government and others in the area respond to this. Um, it's uh, it's important to keep that perspective, not that we wish, God forbid, terror on anybody, but as Colonel Tirza said, it seems to be something that uh, is rearing its ugly head all around the world, as we know. Not just in Israel. Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM and the AM coming up. Yaakov Shweki is going to be joining us at the top of the hour and plenty more between now and 9 o'clock. A reminder of a Steve Berg and the Community Roundtable on jmandtheam.org coming up at 9.30 this morning. And the, during that program, he will discuss the heroism of NYPD Officer Lou, who, of course, was laid to rest this past this Sunday. And... Um, in general, he'll discuss the heroism of those in the NYPD. And in addition to that, uh, he's going to be um, uh, discussing the heroism of Nigeria and Rwanda and supporting Israel in the U.N. Security Council. That all comes up at 9.30. Community Roundtable, our good friend Rabbi Steve Berg, 
host that program for us on jmnam.org. That is coming up at the 9.30 this morning. Make sure you uh, tune in. If you're not at your desktop, make sure you're listening on the NSN app and enjoy Wednesday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
go jam the am wednesday off the awake cd that is um rabbi baruch chait company of course with al homo here at jm in the am has concert comes up sunday yakov shweki's going to join us coming up at the top of the hour here at jm the am looking forward to that he is headlining on sunday night with an amazing cast just an incredible lineup partly cloudy windy today with a high temperature of 26 the low tonight eight degrees get ready 
The low tonight, 8 degrees. Big Yashikach to everybody who came out to the Beit Road dinner last evening. Uh, Ambassador John Bolton was great. Mazal tov to the honorees, the Coopers, and the Yeagers. And a big thank you to Dr. Yeager. He actually, he actually gave me as a gift last night an original Palm Pilot. And I mean one of the originals. I thank him very in brand new in the box, and I thank him. <laughs> hey, to have a reputation as a Palm Pilot fan is pretty amazing, and I thank him for that. And I congratulate him and Amati and the uh, Jaeger family, the Cooper family, for a, a wonderful dinner last evening, and to uh, Shlomo Zwickler, Seth Schreiber, to everybody. It was just a, a phenomenal gathering on behalf of Jerusalem. Always. Wonderful to be part of it. It's a Wednesday, which means we have an incredible day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Make sure you have the uh, your desktop ready to roll at that website. Or, of course, you could use the NSN app. And if you go ahead and use the NSN app, you can comment on any show as it goes on, including the show we're doing right now. So make sure your uh, iPhone or Android has the NSN app and get ready to enjoy and get ready to comment on our amazing programming. Repeat of the 9 at 9 from last night coming up at 10 a.m. this morning here at jmnam.org. Keep that in mind. Get set to enjoy. Yaakov Shweki coming up. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in... Uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, and around the world in the web at jmtheam.org. <laughs>
the AM. <laughs> Zach Katan off of the Colote CD here at JMAM. As promised, he's getting ready for the big event this coming Sunday night when he and an amazing cast will be on stage at the Hass concert. First time in a long time that he is headlining the Hass concert. He is with us live via telephone. Yaakov Shweki. On our phone line at JM and the AM, Yaakov Shweki, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you so much, Poker Tov. Good morning. You sound, as I said to you off the air, you sound great this morning. Yeah. Sound, sounds <laughs> morning like, is not the time to sing. And, oh, and, none, you. and nonetheless, you're doing well, I'll tell it's you. The reason why they call the music stations <laughs> FM and not AM. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I never thought of that. I never, I never got that break. I'm still, got- <laughs> I'm still doing AM on FM. What can I tell you? Right. <laughs> uh, well, when we, when last we left you, you may recall because it's been months since we've spoken. When last we left you, um, I was actually thinking of joining you at that time. You were heading on a tour post Israel. This was around Parshas Chayesara time. You were heading on a tour post Israel that included both London and Paris. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. And Correct. well, tell me about those shows. Were they both spectacular? It was London, Paris, then it was uh, Rio, Brazil, Sao Paulo, and Mexico. <laughs> and it was—I got to tell you—the more I sing off the Colot, the the songs off the Colot album, um, the more I see the response and the energy from people. That that's you know a certain energy that I haven't seen. Um, it's just the tour was unbelievable. Baruch Hashem, each place in its own. Uh, in its own way, um, was really, really amazing. You know, the energy might be the point, because, uh, look, you, you, we know that Colote, you know, obviously appeals to a variety of people out there. I mean, so many different, you know, types of tastes and audiences, but you've, right. d- you've done that type of project before, but there is an energy. I don't on- know what it is. Yeah, it's a certain energy, and y- you played just now Zach Katana, right. and I was thinking about... Um, Obviously, for people that know Hebrew, it's a lot easier for that type of song. But I got a call on Friday, right before Shabbos, from a lady I, I don't even know. I didn't even know the number. I was actually expecting another call from I don't know what type of area code. <laughs> and I was I picked up the call and says, "You don't know me." She says, "I'm I'm not. Uh, I wasn't born religious. I wasn't grow, I didn't grow up religious. But I'm just calling you even before Shabbos because I couldn't help myself. I got your phone for somebody that really knows you." And I want to tell you, the song Zeh Katan is a song that I play for all my school, and we became a lot more religious from that song. And that song, to me, I played for all my non-religious friends who I know that know Hebrew, and that's the type of, of outlook that I want for my children. Unbelievable. Of, and she gave me a whole, and I said, let me tell you something, you not only made my show, you made my year. Now, I've got, got, now I've got to ask, who gets the composing credit on that song? That song actually, the 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 tune itself was made by uh, Waldner. Um, I had the idea, and we you know, collaborated. Waldner did the, mainly the tune, and right. the, the the words were from Miriam Israeli. Unbelievable! Um, and, and Boy, her name's come up a lot recently on this show. Yes, because she's she's writing a lot of Hebrew, and yeah. she's very good with with. She's also American, and she has she has she's her name is Israeli, but she's American. Yeah. You know, she has that whole fusion thing. I think Ari Goldwag mentioned her a few times. Yeah, he does. Yeah. There's a lot of work with her in terms of you know she worked very hard. Actually, Zakatan she told me was one of her you know uh, stuff that she she worked really many many hours and getting exactly the the rhyme and the the whole. It's a very mature song, and it's, it's something, you know, they get phone calls like that, Nachum, and it gives you such nachas to, to realize that you're right, different audiences, audiences that you don't even know. Yeah. And they call you and they tell you that they're, it's life-changing. No to question. Me, it's, it's, 
It's something unbelievable must, to get such you know responses. Must be a remarkable feeling. Yaakov Shweki is with us. We'll talk about Sunday night in a moment. There was a terror attack in Paris today, 11 dead. And I, I bring that up in the context of this conversation only because before you left, to go from Israel to Paris and London, I I specifically asked you at that time, you know, and, and you reassured us. Obviously, your own security, thank God, you know, and everything. But it, it must be something to bring your inspiration to communities that are going through very challenging times, very challenging times in terms of being Jewish and walking the streets with kippot and things like that. That must have been an interesting angle when you went to a place like Paris. You no, know, Nachum, I I. I... I realize more and more when I go to such places and I talk to people and I, I, I do those type of things. I actually did in Paris, it was with Shlomi Shabbat. Right. We did something very big there that I hasn't done ever. Um, and it, it, uh, it reminds me that, that music is not just entertainment in our industry. It's not entertainment. They call it, in the, you know, on the outside world, the entertainment industry. I don't, I don't, I don't look at it that way. And, and those people look at it as, how should I say it? You probably have the better word than I do, but it's it's inspirational industry. Not only inspirational, Nahum. It's it's their life, the way they look at Judaism, it's, right. it's nationalism. To them, it's 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 a it's a religious experience in right. terms of what they're coming to do. They're not just coming to clap hands at a concert. They're coming to live it. They're coming to cry, and they're coming to to, to join in terms of of happy time. They're just there to to give them fusion fusion of energy throughout the whole year. This is what they wait for. No question. It's not just entertainment. And for the, though you're right, those people that are going through such hard times, they look at music as more as a lot more than just you know. And and it reminds you all these terror attacks remind you this the the, the evil world sometimes that that these people you know live with. It's no. just. It's it's unbearable sometimes, but yet, you know, we we are the ultimate rachva. We have to live totally the other way. Our our job is to you know to to make music that means something. If you have that gift, Nachum, you have a different gift. You have the gift of gab, <laughs> you know, and to to really make people understand certain things that that is just uh, you know to live life a totally different way. Yaakov Shweki's with us. I, I've admitted to you that uh, the reason I was I was familiar with Shlomi Shabbat was because I'm a big fan of that. Uh, voice show in Israel where he's one of the judges. Did, did he feel the inspiration in Paris when you, this remember everybody, This you did the Colo title track with him in studio. This is the first time you actually did it live in person? Or you Correct, had to- yeah. We, it's the first time live and he was so, he, he was really, he was inspired. He, he, he actually, somebody was sitting there with the Israeli flag, you know, in front row and he took the Israeli flag and he wrapped it around his body Shh. and he was just Besides the, the the Israel part of it, he was just so into this this song and so into this type of. Uh, Are there pictures and videos of that, or uh, Yochi hasn't allowed those out yet? <laughs> yeah, the, the, there is some pictures of that, and some. And I was asking actually to put out a couple of pictures just throughout the song, so people could could really. Um, oh, I would love view to see them. That. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind Yochi of that today <laughs> since you bring that up. And to just for people to see what was, and it was really he was so into it, tears rolling, you know the whole thing, so emotional. So he wants says we got to do this more. I said okay, you know. I'll tell you, it's unbelievable. I mean, they, they were talking about a big star, folks, a guy who's almost as big as Yaakov Shweki in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about a really big star. Wednesday morning, Yaakov Shweki's with us. All right, Sunday night. Look, I I I don't know how you view this. We know you've spoken about. Um, 
you've spoken about those with special needs in the past. We know that uh, you and your wife and uh, and uh, your family are, are very dedicated to the cause in general. Uh, we know you have an amazing lineup with you on Sunday night, and yet, of course, you are the headliner um, uh, for the first time in many years. A lot of very excited people. I, I would hope that you are feeling the energy and the anticipation as all this comes together for Hask this coming Sunday. Yeah, listen, you, you, Nachum, as usual, you encapsulate the question better than the answer. But the, the, the answer is exactly what you said, Nachum. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. The, the music, first of all, is synonymous. It goes hand in hand with, with, with uh, special needs because special needs is the neshama so great inside of child. Um, yes, we live that every day, my wife and I, and, and for Hask especially. Um, that they do the concert every year, and for me to be a part of, of a time for music, and it's so many years that they've been doing it, they had this chus to do it for special children. Um, it's something that, it is an amazing um, package all in one. Um, it's a time for music and a time to reflect, a time to reflect on on, uh, on special needs and also, you know, music. And to me, uh, off the Kolot album to come, Come to Hask. Really, there. I see the anticipation. I feel it in the air. You should know. Some oh no question. Tickets. This, no that. I question. Said, Listen, I'm not a ticket agent. But yeah, I, I, I don't even know. You know, earlier in the week we said a handful of tickets remain. I've given up on even finding out if, if anything's left at yeah, this point. Yeah, somebody just uh, people called me yesterday, and I just you know just tell them, listen, I don't think there's anything left. Right. But you go straight to the anticipation and the the um, you're right. The feeling in the air this year is unbelievable. Well, and you, ha- you have very much forward to it with with my friend Amy Rottenberg and all the others that are joining us and it's it's going to be amazing. Really, really looking forward to it. I mean, A.B. and Benny and Simcha Liner, you know, really well, and Deddy, of course. I mean, everyone brings their own yeah, element their own, to this their thing. their own sound. Yeah, it's true. You know the, the between the uh, uh, the lightheartedness of of Deddy's presentation sometimes and AB's obviously you know his very serious ballads etc and uh, Benny and Simcha both off hit albums I mean there's a lot of stuff going on and that's why we call it energy for this coming Sunday night Yochi's going to lead the orchestra right I mean you have the uh, yeah he'll be there doing his thing right and he's going to be the Yochi Briskin of course uh, put a lot of effort into. And I know that there's no, you know, nobody's following you guys around for the last week, but I would love to see what these sessions have been like in terms of how to put together the set list for Sunday because, I mean, I guess London, Rio, and all these places, you know, have helped yeah, you. Yeah, but i got to tell you, Nachum, it's really difficult. I mean, it must be impossible. Because I have, you don't know how many times I say, I wish I could do this song, and I wish I could yeah. do it. There's so many good songs that, thank God I have this problem. Yeah, that's I thank true. Hashem for it. That's but true. I got to tell you, there's so many songs that I say, you know what? I want to do one time, maybe a, a double night of just songs that, that <laughs> people, you know, not not just the songs they only expect. Of course, we're going to do some songs, you know, like that in Hask, but there's a lot of songs that I said, you know, I wish I could do a medley of those songs and then go back and. You know, so maybe one day we'll do a, like a nostalgic type of you know show with going back and, but there there will be so many songs that. Uh, yeah, I know. like the idea, Yaakov Shweki with a night of songs you never hear in concert. I like that. You know That's... what, I, I, Nachum, I, I I really mean that in a, in, a, yeah. in, in a way that that people will really enjoy. I think you you're know, right. I, I really do because there are there are songs that. You know, uh, Zerkatan and those type of songs, Hayona uh, Halevana, all the the Habait from Waldner. There's just songs that, uh, you know what? In an album, Nachman, you know this. The great, as great as an album can be, and I believe ours is great. Um, the, there are songs that automatically, in terms of commercialism, will outshine 
some other songs that right. you can't do the whole album in concert. Even right. though this Call Out album, I really wanted to do a concert from beginning to end, to the end with this with this album. But we couldn't all, always do that because you're not going to go through a whole new album as good as it is. Just not doesn't happen. And automatically, some songs get you know pushed a little bit to the side. And to me, we have to do a concert one time or a Kumsitz video or something yeah. that brings out. You know, all those messages and songs that were put a little bit, you know, just and people will realize how great they were. There are groups in secular music who, when they do a tour, will literally concentrate on one of their albums each night. I'm going to bring this concept to Yochi Brisman for you, and we'll see what he says. You know what? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it happens. It happens where they literally, where, you know, if you're there the right night, you'll hear the songs that dominate a certain album. I, I didn't hear, I, I never, you know what, we, we, we should, if you have it, listen, as great as Kolot is, and the album, to me, I believe is great, um, I, I think we should do that with that album. That would be a great idea. I so, really Kamu, you know, I, I mentioned this to you last time, you know, the Siegel family was obsessed for God knows how many weeks or months with Kamu Baneha. But you've never done that in concert, right? Exactly. That's one. Of, that that's a prime I, example. Yeah, I don't even know if it belongs in concert, frankly, because it's, it was more. Yeah, it's it, such it a was simple more song. Of a song that that uh, you know that was just. Uh, which family did you say? The Siegel family. <laughs> oh, the Siegel family. Yes, we're obsessed with it. Well, let me tell you, they have good taste because <laughs> because that song, we and, me and Yitzi Waldner, when we were sitting down and doing that song, we were just we couldn't stop singing it. And only when we started singing it. On a regular basis, did we realize how simple a song it is? Right, that was the key. That's exactly. And sometimes, sometimes, as we know, we could cite a million examples. Simple songs don't make it into concert presentations. It's, it's just it, it, you're right. The beauty of that song is simplicity. That belongs in a kumzitz, and you know, if anything, and that, like you said, you know, belongs in a night like that. You know, you know what? We'll we'll work on. It. We'll have to present it to to, to the people and Yochi. Yeah, course. you know what? Yochi's gonna do. He'll jazz it up. That'll put it on stage. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll do it with, with acoustic guitars behind me and piano. It's amazing. Do some songs like that. We, we should do that. All right, so Sunday, the, the, again, everyone's not going to get every one of their favorites, but they certainly will not be disappointed. Let's put it yeah, that way. <laughs> let's put it that way. They will not be disappointed, and I, I really look very much forward, very, very much forward to Sunday night. Um, and obviously you've been up to the camp. I mean, you've seen the, the oh, camp. Oh, many times. So you, you've seen them in uh, in action. I don't just mean during concerts. You've seen them in action on regular camping Besides days. Besides the children being angels, like I always say, really, really, there's no pure tzaddikim, pure, pure tzaddikim without sin. And these children are so innocent and so, obviously, some of them very challenged physically. But uh, you see the volunteers and you see people dealing with them. It just gives you it gives you a great great view of what society, what, what we are. This is what it is. That yeah. we, the world was created for chesed to give, to give, to give. And, and Bali Ein Harit, are really angelic at that. And Bali Ein Harit seems our community is really good at it, thank God. Amazing. Build. Amazing at it. And yeah. it gives you great, great inspiration. And that, and that with music, Nachum, what could be, you know, yeah. what, 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 what's a greater package than, than to focus on special needs and, and give them what they want and, and of course, the support they need. And then uh, and having music to, to inspire your heart. I think that that's a great, great package there. Totally agree with that. Hey, hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, although I would assume you do at this point. You know, last year, somebody pledged a significant sum of money during the concert. Oh, yeah? You know about this? And, and, and actually had a request played by diaspora for a significant sum to has. Now, what happens if you and Yochi get a message that somebody? I hope he still gave the check afterwards. <laughs> but the, 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 your, well, first of all, I had, 
I had that, those type of things happen to me a couple of times wow. and when I sang for my wife's, you know, special needs in the center, right. and for their dinners or whatever it was, a breakfast, and then I, I sang many times in there, you know, for a small group, and people would get up, you know, some of the wealthy crowds, and would get up and say, hey, I need to hear Imash Kachech Yerushalayim, and I'm going to give you $100,000, whatever it was. I said, you know what? We'll do it. Let's do that. Let's go for it. Let's go Let's for go it. Let's go for that. Yeah, for sure. The people get inspired like that through music. No, no doubt. Well, now I know the secret. I'll get Kamu Baneha if I make right. a big commitment. Now I know get how to Get a guy do it. or you exactly. make a substantial donation through a certain place. And... <laughs> Now and yes, we'll do that song. And believe me, it's, it's a wonderful procedure. People are generous out there, and yeah. it's Jewish yeah. music that turns them on. Koa Kavod. Okay. Uh, Yaakov Shweki and A.B., of course, and Benny and Simcha Liner and Deddy on Sunday, Avery Fisher Hall. I have no idea at this point if anything is left in terms of tickets. Folks, I leave that to you. Contact the Hask office or go to the web at haskconcert.com. Ayashikoch to Miles Berger, who chairs the concert. The uh, Nagina Orchestra will be led by Yochi Briskman. The Zmiro's Choir will be there. Phone number, it's 718-686-2600 and we are looking forward to an amazing night on no, Sunday. The Colo album. They were my they were my guys. Oh, Zmiros was on Colo with you. Yeah, they were they did the uh, uh, they did Semechim. That's on Semechim at that time. Yeah, you know we, we played that this week, yeah. They did uh Eight Record with me. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, they were they were great. All right, so in honor of that we'll go to Eight Record right now. Yaakov, we look forward to Sunday night. Big Yashakoch to you and thanks for everything you're doing for Hask. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for everything and, and let's go. There let's he is, Yaakov Shweki. He headlines on Sunday night. Everyone's very excited, to say the least. Eight Rikud off of Colo. 21 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM.
in the AM. It's Wednesday morning here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Special welcome to those tuned in on the NSN app. Much appreciated. Uh, Soul Farm with Meheira. You heard Moshe Hecht with Father in Heaven. Eight Code from Yaakov Shweki. I thank him for joining us this morning here at JM in the AM. Well, those of you who were tuned in during the summer... And based on reaction, we had a lot of people tuned in this summer, that's for sure, especially when we uh, went to Israel toward the tail end of the Gaza war. You may recall that I spoke about a, a gentleman named Uriel Nahum. Uriel Nahum is the gentleman, just to jog your memory, who gave us a tour of Kfar Maimon. Kfar Maimon, and I've spoken about this extensively over the last few months, both on the air and off, Kfar Maimon was a chesed depot, uh, was an area, was a town that was transformed into an amazing chesed center uh, where they provided food and drink and hot meals and hot showers and laundry service for Israeli soldiers. Uh, all, all, of course, this was not an IDF operation. This was a private uh, enterprise, so to speak, a, pri- a, a private undertaking, to say, uh, to say it better. And uh, the gentleman who was leading that whole effort is the, essentially the mayor of Shavei uh, Darom in uh, in the southwestern portion of Israel, and uh, he led that whole effort in Kfar Maimon, and that is uh, Uriel Nahum. Uriel, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. Good morning. Good how morning, na- how nice it is to reunite with you in this way. Thank you. I appreciate that are very you, much. Are you now traveling in the United States? Yeah, actually, I got here last Thursday. I got to uh, New Jersey. I was in uh, Englewood and Teaneck. Nice. And uh, this weekend, I will be in five towns, actually. Now I'm speaking with you from Manhattan, from the city, downtown. Are you going to be speaking in the five towns on Shabbat? Are you going to be presenting at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will be in Young Israel of Woodmere by Rabbi Bill Chul. Great. And uh, we'll be speaking about our new issue that we are rebuilding after the disengagement from Gaza 2005, August, everybody remembers. Yeah, because Shavei Darom did not exist before 2005. That's correct. It was Kfar Darom. In right? Gaza. In Gaza, which was established 1946, two years before the establishment of the State of Israel. Wow. It, yeah. pre- it predates the state. Yep. And then the Israeli government, as you recall, and I'm sure you recall very well, since your own family was uh, affected, uh, right. w- went, a- went ahead and decided to leave that area in the summer of 2005. Mm-hmm. Was it immediately that you and your family decided that Shavei Darom has to be founded, that you're going to take people who used to live in Kfar Darom and, and establish this area in the southwest of Israel? No, unfortunately, the community of Kfar Daram lived for six years since the disengagement in Ashkelon. Half a year in a hotel in Beersheva, oh. and five and a half years in Ashkelon in apartment building. And only three years ago, we got to the new place in the Western Negev, which is a beautiful area. And now we are focusing on rebuilding the Yishuv. It's a Yishuv with agriculture environment. How many people live there now? Now about 50 families, but uh, the construction and all the plan, all the blueprint is for uh, a big issue of 200 families. 
Is uh, are people here getting the message that that you need the funds to continue building down there? Are people have people been receptive to you during your visit? Uh, yeah, even though it's hard, you know, it's the beginning of the year. But actually, I would like to uh, explain that we are now focusing on uh, uh, raising funds for shelters. For our uh, kids in the school, as you know, this is a new issue, and everything is still in caravans. Right. I'm not, I don't care about the housing, but I care more about the safety of our kids, which experienced a very hard time during the war. I remember, um, I remember you telling us in Kfar Maimon, just a kilometer away from Chavez d'Arom, about what the kids were going through on a daily basis. It, it was just, and people, you know, we talk about it, and obviously on this show we dealt with it extensively, but when you see it and I hear someone like yourself tell it to me as I stand there in the Western Negev, it's just, it's so hard to believe what they have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have 15 seconds, is when you have shelter at home. But when you have, are in a school and you, you have no shelter, even one, right. so you need to have a minute to run, and that, that was pretty crazy yeah i mean it was really really difficult for the kids what does it cost what does it cost what does it cost you to build a school shelter in car in uh, it's not a private uh what we call mamad it's not private shelters therefore it's a four times bigger right so it cost around hundred thousand dollars to build one a shielded classroom and i assume that that shelter can be used e- even when it's not school time right i mean obviously if it's if it's if people are near it during the time of a of a red alert they could they'd be able to use it right it would be open to everybody absolutely right. that's exactly the point as a, a regular and a quiet time is a function as a regular beautiful classroom um, but on a on a tense time well, unfortunately i think it's going to be after the election so, uh, so it uh, functions as a shelter, a big shelter, and when we have four of them, so we can have all students in that classrooms. And I won't tell you and you listeners that we, thank God, succeeded over the last uh, month to raise two classrooms in Toronto, Canada. Hmm. And my goal is to have two more shelters this trip uh, in the United States. Unbelievable. Uriel Nahum is with us uh from Kfar Maimon, from Chavez uh, Darom, uh, as he's described, we'll tell you how you could support his efforts uh, in just a couple of minutes here at JM in the AM. So, what happened when it, I, I just and you heard me describe it, and I've done it so many times since I saw you uh, in August that what was going on in Kfar Maimon, uh, you know, a short distance from the makeshift IDF base that was right near your town. Uh, I, I guess when the war ended, everyone went back to work. Huh? Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. shut down the Chesed Center. <laughs> Absolutely. But let me tell you something, Nahum, and I want everybody to listen very carefully. We decided to continue with that spirit, which really elevated all of us, yeah. and we established a Pinachama, the southern, the Otef Aza Pinachama. Great near, idea! Near, near near Kibbutz Alumim, and of course I invite you and your people to come see that and even volunteer. Second, we continue to escort the injured families, I mean the families of the injured soldiers, some of them are still, and we did beautiful, beautiful thing with the community of Woodmere and Rabbi Billet, 
And uh, you don't have probably time, but we just uh, took care of uh, loan soldiers and, and widows, and we did the great thing. So we continue. We continue. Kol ha- Kol ha- I love the Pinachama idea. What a okay. beautiful outgrowth from what you did all the chesed this summer. That is wonderful. Obviously, it did not exist in that area, and there's still plenty of soldiers around there, right? We keep, we keep hearing about soldiers leaving your area, but there's still plenty to take care of over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Unbelievable. Uriel Nachum is with us. What a great idea. Pinachama, a, 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 I guess what we would call a, a rest stop, a, a place to, to grab a snack and a hot cup of coffee and, uh, and to relax for a minute for the soldiers in that area of Israel. What a phenomenal idea. Uh, all right, how do people support these causes? If they want to come through and help build the shelter in the school in Shavei Darom, if they want to help with Pinachama, if they want to help... Okay, so, so basically, I mean, all, all uh, uh, donation, uh, contribution are tax-deductible. We work totally uh, with with uh, with J. Marcus with CFI Central Fund of Israel. I mean, everybody can just write a check, a significant one, whatever, and 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 send it to Central Fund of Israel, nine eighty six Avenue, New York, uh, one hundred eighteen is the zip code, and just mention for Far Darom, and uh, and we'll be happy. To um, to have you as a, as a visitors next time you will be in Israel. All right. The uh, a lot of our listeners are familiar with the Central Fund of Israel. That's how it works. You just you literally make your check payable to the Central Fund of Israel. You mail it to nine eighty Sixth Avenue in New York. The zip code is one double one eight. That's nine eighty Sixth Avenue in New York. The zip code is one double one eight. The most important part of anybody who ever supports an organization that operates through the Central Fund of Israel is you must make sure that it's clear where the money's going. In this case, as Uriel just mentioned, it's Kfar Darom. This is going to Kfar Darom. That is the town that needs the shelters. That is the town that takes care of the Pinachama, as we said, along with Kfar Maimon. And uh, anybody out there who wants to contribute to this, to this specific cause, that's what you want to do. You want to mail it to the Central Fund of Israel, make sure it's earmarked for Kfar Darom so they get it straight over there and uh, the money goes where you'd like it to go. Um, it, it was really a remarkable experience um, uh, th- that I had with you over the summer and being there and seeing how people just responded. And, you know, we talk about people jumping into action in the IDF, and we know that at a moment's notice, you know, uh, young men and women are leaving their families and leaving, uh, you know, dropping everything at work just to do, you know, what needs to be done. In your case, in in the chesed category, essentially you did the same thing. Didn't you tell your boss that you're taking off until, until you know, for a few weeks until we see the way the war is going so you can help out with the soldiers? Yeah, in, in, my, in my position, it's even harder because I don't have one boss. I have many bosses, and I had to, to tell all my community, you have to hold on because I'm now taking care of our people, of our soldiers who came all the way from all over to take care of us. But I think everybody accepted that, and, and they were very, very um, uh, proud of, of, of me. Of, of doing it, and they all joined me. I mean, I didn't, I, you know that I didn't do it by myself. Right. I was the coordinator, but actually, actually everybody wasn't participated. So, 
so they they really uh, accept that. And you and you would even say you had the chance to run around and meet soldiers and and you know and and get out there and participate. There were a lot of people who literally were in that large room all day long, coordinating things and taking care of people's clothing and food and everything else. I mean, those those are amazing heroes that we don't Absolutely. even know about. Absolutely, we, we call them in Hebrew dodot ants, <laughs> mamash, dodot, and they yeah. and they felt that they were taking care of their nieces and nephews. I could tell you that much. Yeah. Um, listen, a positive word. G- give me, you know, we, we talk about the difficulties that people who moved out or were forced to move out of Gush Katif, of Gaza, you know, everything. We, we, for, for nine, ten years, we've discussed, you know, the depressing part of it. You know firsthand from your in-laws and from your family what people have gone through. Give, give us a positive perspective on where they are right now in terms of the future of those who had to leave the, uh, the Gush Katif area. Thank you for the question. That's a very good question. First, I would like to tell you generally, I learned that we, are, we Jews are not allowed to ask the question of why, but what. Okay, because the why, we never understood. We have even harder uh, um, events in history that we cannot really address the question why. Instead of that, I prefer to ask what. What I'm supposed to do, how I improve my life, how I improve the life of the people around me, and that's what we're doing. We are not questioning. We are not question uh, uh, questions. We are not asking questions. We're just moving forward. But if I see a positive thing from the old uh, sad story of of the Hitnat Kut, of the disengagement from Gaza, is that now everybody in Israel, including the politicians and the simple people, understand. This engagement was only one, and it's not going to happen again because of many reasons. First, financially, it's very expensive. Nobody can really afford this kind of move. Second, it's going to tear down the entire Israeli society. And that's, I think, if we got this lesson, I don't want to say it was worth it, but Hashem has his ways. Right. No question about it. Uh, we talk about those that are, you know, that 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 suffered, you know, mentally and emotionally for so long. Uh, are, do you see people? And again, I know your own family is affected. Do you see people who can who can you know put that aside and can you know look at the future with hope and look at the future with happiness? Yes, yes, it's hard. I mean, we I, we know many stories of people who really couldn't you know get up from that trauma. But I think most of the people, including the second generation, you know, zochrim and remember, but moving on. Right. No Some of them are not even forgive, but it doesn't stop them from moving on. And Baruch Hashem, and many new cities. Somebody in in Engel this Shabbat told me, Hashi is a good friend of mine. Told me something beautifully, which related to the last week's parsha. He said Hashem wanted to take this goodness. It was the essence of the salt of earth in Gush Katif. And he wanted to spread it out like you, like you, like you spread out <laughs> seeds. And he wanted to have a beautiful communities all over Israel. And that's what happened to Gush, to Gush Katif people. And, uh, yeah, it's hard, but we're moving on. That, that is a heartwarming thought, that's for sure. Anybody out there who would like to help Uriel Nachum, first of all, he's in the five towns this Shabbos. You can hear him speak and you can meet him, which is always a, a pleasure. 
but to help support the efforts of Chave uh, Darom to um, install those shelters in their schools, to help with the Pinach to help in the Western Negev in general um, with his efforts uh, in, uh, in building and continuing to build down there. You can uh, support them through the Central Fund of Israel. You make your checks payable to Central Fund of Israel, 980 Sixth Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. That's Central Fund of Israel, 980 6th Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. And as we always say, make sure you indicate that that money is designated for Kfar Darom. Otherwise, it will not get where you'd like it to get to. Kfar Darom is where you'd like it to get to in this case. Uh, Uriel Kolakavod, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And if it's okay, I can leave my phone number for yeah. those who has more de- more questions and want to hear more details. If Vakasha. it's okay. Vakasha. It's 347-479-0439. I repeat, 347-479-0439. Uriel Tadaraba, I look forward to seeing you in Kfar Maimon again. Thank you very much, Nahum. Take care. Have a great day to you all of you. T- you too, and thank you. JM in the AM at 11 minutes before 9 o'clock.
from Yehuda Green. We can play that more and more as we get closer to Purim. All right. Chuasam. I believe that made it into the top nine at nine last night. Replay coming up at 10 a.m. this morning with Yossi's Wag on our stream at jmnam.org. I want to thank everybody, Steve Berg. He's got the Community Roundtable coming up at 9.30 after Beyond Milk and Honey. He'll be uh, speaking about the NYPD and the Officer Lou, who was laid to rest this past Sunday, and the heroes of the U.N., uh, countries that have uh, stood by Israel. Very interesting discussion. Starts at 9.30 this morning. Community Roundtable with everybody, Steve Berg at Jam in the Am. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. My thanks to all of our guests today, including Yigal Siegel, who was with us early to discuss the snow situation in Israel. One of the few people living in Israel who knows what accumulation and hail and heavy winds and methods of shoveling are all about. <laughs> I want to thank him and all of our special guests this morning, including Yaakov Shweki, who joined us earlier. If you missed it, check out the archives at jmnam.org. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Stay with us all day long at jmnam.org. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Tell Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.